It's the same old tune, fiddle and guitar. Where do we take it from here? Rhinestone suits and new shiny cars. It's been the same way for years. We need to change. Hello and welcome to Moving On Podcast. Uh, what do we come up with this? Morning Market Roundup? Is that what we're going to call it now? Okay. All right, let's roll with that then. All right, so Friday's report came and went, and there was a lot more bushel expectation than what they had anticipated. So uh, the markets have been down since, and they opened up down this morning. So, Chip, what's your reaction to all that, and then how do you see that stuff heading towards the uh, start of the week? Yeah, pretty uh, pretty ugly report uh, all around, honestly. Uh, way bigger uh, yield expectations uh, or yield uh, estimates than what was expected. Uh, they went uh, they went up uh, 4.1, 4.4 bushels in uh, in corn. Uh, they were only expecting a couple bushel increase there, so that was uh, way on the high side of expectations. Beans we kind of got blown out of the water, right? They were expecting a, about a bushel increase, went up 3.1, uh, second uh, highest yield uh, so far in history. Um, big big bean carryout, like 780 some uh, million bushel bean carryout. So that was probably the most negative aspect of the report was the bean side of the equation. Um, you know, again, it's the, it's the August report, so we've got uh, several more reports until the January report to zero in on this yield. Um, corn, there's lots of arguments. Um, you know, they just did a population count, which is um, uh, either record or second highest population in history, uh, third highest ear weight in history. Uh, they don't actually start weighing physical ears until the September report. So, you, you, you know, you, there's an argument maybe this could be the highest corn yield estimate that we see, and it slightly shades back from here. Um, beans, there's going to be a big debate as well. The Dakotas look like maybe they're a little bit uh, too high on uh, yield expectations in the Dakotas. They've been super dry up there. Uh, so, uh, you know, but from, from the one-day aspect, that August crop report, uh, awful negative. Uh, beans just got crushed, 43 cents, 42, 43 cents lower. You know, more weakness in the overnight, like you mentioned. That's going to be the biggest issue on top of the China thing. Um, this kind of exaggerates that problem now. And uh, beans are going to be the weak link in everything. Weeks, uh, they did cut world carryout, but not as much as expected. Lots of arguments there that they've got a much deeper cuts to come in future reports. But again, we'll just have to wait and see. We're a month away from the September report. Between now and then, there's not going to be a lot, um, you know, at least as far as uh, anything from the USDA to throw at this market. And uh, so right now, coming into harvest, uh, the pressure will be on. Corn and wheat will, will find support first. Beans will be the weak link. Um, you know, again, uh, day by day, hour by hour, week by week. Uh, we're going to wait for more uh, or any news on the China trade front uh, in beans. Uh, we really need something like that to happen. There was some news over the weekend uh, that it appears we're getting uh, pretty close to an agreement, a uh, bilateral agreement with Mexico, a trade agreement. That may not be uh, the full NAFTA. Sounds like Canada is uh, kind of the lone man out right now. But uh, right now, the way it appears, the U.S. and Mexico uh, our uh, buddy buddy and we're talking and uh, looks like we might get something worked out there so that could be at least a little bit supportive because Mexico is such a huge buyer of uh, a lot of U.S. 
lot of the European Union, some of the major banks there have a lot of exposure to Turkey. Um, so that's kind of got the currency markets, uh, you know, in kind of crisis mode here at the end of last week and then here again even over the weekend. So the dollar's, um, you know, up at 13, 14-month highs. Uh, that's not doing us any favors. Um, you know, again, the, 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 the right spot in this whole thing, won't weak stock shrinking. They probably have more to go. Uh, even though corn yields were up, there's probably a strong argument that, um, you know, at least a 50-50 chance that we're going to see further cuts. I think they have some of the, some of the individual states maybe a little bit too high uh, on a state-by-state corn yield. And the demand in corn went up a couple, like 225 million bushels. So we have uh, by far record demand built up in corn, uh, carrying out only a little over a billion six with uh, a record crop projected in corn. So we're actually cutting the carryout uh, 350, almost 400 million bushels compared to last year with a record crop. That's a, that's a good problem to have. It does mean if we do have to see uh, a reduction in yields going forward, we're going to really dramatically cut corn carryout. So uh, it, it's not all doom and gloom. The beans are the weak spot. They have been for a while. You know, unfortunately, the path of least resistance for beans right now is lower. And that will weigh on corn and wheat, but there is good uh, to excellent to maybe record arguing uh, world corn and wheat demand right now. So that's going to help uh, you know support us at any price break. Right on. So how the how the cattle market react to all the stuff that's going on? Yeah, cattle. Um, you know, we're, we're under some pressure late in the week. Cash traded uh, a little bit weaker than expected. Uh, I, I think two to at least three dollars, at least two if not three dollars lower. So the, the cattle market, obviously the feeders get some push and pull, right? Cheaper corn prices are supportive to feeders, um, but that's only part of, the, uh, part of the equation there. So we've had some mixed trade there. We have a strong rally off the lows in hogs, but then just as uh, strong as a, as a fall. So we've seen a lot of volatility in hogs, uh, but there's, even though we ended, you know, three, four dollars off the contract lows so far, there's still some underlying weakness in the hog market. So these livestock markets, uh, cattle are, are the bright spot. They're holding up okay. All the cash market's starting to break a little bit. And uh, hogs are the weak link there on the on the mean side of the equation. So still lots of volatility uh, that's going to be seen there going forward as well. Yeah. So based on the travels that you've had, Chip, and looking around, I, I just went through Iowa, uh, what was it, last week? Um and with what's happening in, in north northern Missouri and pretty much all Missouri for that matter, is your gut telling you that you feel like this number's right? I mean, because what I saw driving across the 80 looked good going across Nebraska, and then when you got down around like I don't know, Cancel Bluffs in that area, um, looked, looked some dryness there. You know, it didn't look like it was the best corn in the world. Do you feel like these numbers are going to actually pan out towards the end of the year? Or do you feel like maybe there might be some? They may be missing something here when they're looking at the dryness of the uh, of the crop that's out there. Yeah, I, I think that there's a strong argument that uh, they could shave the Iowa corn yield back, mm-hmm. uh, and probably the Missouri corn yield. Uh, probably some arguing that uh, they're too high in uh, possibly even Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, likely too high in Indiana. You talk to people in Ohio. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do think that there's an argument there. The September crop report will know much more because they do actual, um, you know, field-by-field field, um, ear counts and ear weights. So we're going to have a much better feel on the September crop report. 
they're, they're too high on corn yields. And really, uh, honestly, in August, uh, you know, that, that survey's done the, the first few days of August. It's just too early to tell on beans. We've got a long way to go on beans. Um, you know, they look really good in some areas. The Dakotas are super dry. Uh, there's other pockets, uh, you know, down south that are on the dry side. It's just too early to tell on beans. But uh, corn, yes, um, strong argument in several states that they're too high on the state yields and have to come back lower. We'll see whether they do or not. Uh, if they do, that should be starting to be seen on that September crop report. So, uh, you know, a month from now, we'll have a much better picture. Right on. All right, Chip. Well, as always, there's volatility in the marketplace, and in order to uh, combat volatility, you got to have a plan. So, if guys want to talk about your plan, how would they do that, Chip? Yeah, best way to just call us three zero nine five five zero seven two one three. Even then, you know, since we're down near low prices, uh, this this market here in the last two three weeks has given us opportunities, uh, you know, to clean up some old crop corn uh, and to do some maneuvering. So uh, it's it's never. Um, a bad time to focus on the market. It's, 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 it's always a bad time to, uh, you know, put them by the wayside and, and say, I'll worry about them after harvest because the opportunities are right now. So right. we welcome a call. Love to chat with you. Just call our office. We'd love to, love to talk. All right, Chip. Well, uh, till tomorrow, have a good day, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Sounds good. You too. All right. Thanks, Chip. Find a seat.